Code red, code red. The principal is doing observations today. Welcome to episode four of Primary Paradise Teaching, how to nail your next classroom observation. Whether you're a new teacher who just finished up student teaching or a veteran teacher with many years under your belt, there's one thing that's likely to send you into a state of stress, teacher observations. Teaching is such a unique job. A million different things happen in your classroom each day, and it can be hard to show all of the hard work you and your students do in a 20 to 30 minute snapshot. However, there are some things you can do to help you stress less, nail your classroom observation, and impress your administrators. You can't control everything, but you can control your reaction. Listen, some days in the classroom are unicorn days where everything goes perfectly and you walk out feeling an amazing sense of accomplishment, and some days are not so magical. A student spills glue all over another classmate's project. Someone puked during snorry time. A couple students exchange punches. It happens. And unfortunately, it can happen during a classroom observation. My first tip is whatever happens during an observation, remain calm and handle it. If that means stopping mid-lesson to switch gears and talk about how we treat others, do it. If that means coming to the aid of a sick student, by all means. Administrators know, hopefully, that students and teachers aren't robots. If an issue arises, how you handle it says a whole lot more about you as a teacher than if you are just trying to push on with the lesson. So if your lesson on multiplication is bombing because you realize students are still struggling with addition, take a breath, switch gears, and focus on addition. Your administrator will be impressed with your quick thinking and flexibility And you can justify your choice to switch gears in your post-observation meeting. Avoid the temptation to put on a dog and pony show. My first year as a teacher, I thought I had to really do it up for an observation. And you know what? It was the worst thing I could do. My lessons went okay and I got a decent write-up, but I totally regret it. First, it was so much extra work for one lesson. It wasn't any more impactful for my students and quite honestly, I'm lucky my students didn't call me out. Besides, I could have showcased how smoothly our typical activities and routines were instead of super stressing the whole time that I'd messed up. So as tempting as it is, my second tip is to do a normal lesson. Follow your normal routines and don't be tempted to do a crazy room transformation or get on a table and dance. Be yourself. And it will, one, be more comfortable for you, two, be more comfortable for your students, three, be more authentic for your administrator. Of course, feel free to jazz things up a bit and make it as engaging as possible. But if you stick to a lesson that feels like you and your students, it's bound to be more effective than trying to be something you are not. Third, back up your lessons with standards and goals. Administrators love standards. They love goals. They love, love data. I do too, so I can't blame them. Tip number three, when planning for an observation, be sure that you start with the standards and the goals. If you're going to be observed during a first grade math lesson on partitioning shapes, start with the standard. What do students need to be able to do? 
Then come up with a goal for that specific lesson. For example, students will be able to partition circles and rectangles into two and four even shares. Great. Now plan your lesson with that goal in mind. Don't start with a fun activity and then try to smoosh it and bend it to fit the standard. If you start with the standard and then build your goal, you will be able to find an activity that meets both. You might be thinking, but not all observations are announced. This is true, but this is always how you should plan lessons. If you get into the habit of always starting with a standard, fleshing out a goal, and then developing a lesson, it will soon come very naturally to you. Number four, show your strengths during your teacher observation, but don't stress about your weaknesses. Sometimes you get to pick what an administrator observes. In those cases, pick something you feel confident teaching. This is especially good for the first observation of the year. If you really love teaching, reading, and it is a strength, then pick your reading block for an observation. If you're a rock star social studies teacher, then pick social studies. If you engage your students with silly songs or centers or puppets or whatever, show it off. This is your time to shine. But we don't always get to pick when our principal will pop in our room. If you feel like math is a weakness for you and you're going to be observed during math, try not to stress. Observations are supposed to be about growth. I realize that's not always the case, but there are some great administrators out there who are willing to give guidance and help. And we're going to address that a bit next. Number five, ask for help. So if you are feeling less than confident about your observation skill, subject, topic, what can you do? You can ask for help, and you should. Reach out to veteran teachers and ask them to help you plan your lesson. If time permits, ask to use your free period to observe them in action. If you have a teacher coach at your school, ask them for help as well. Ask in a teacher Facebook group and forum. The best teachers know their strengths but are also willing to ask for help with their weaknesses. Number six, take advantage of your pre-observation meeting if you have one. If your teacher observation is planned, you most likely will have a meeting with your principal before they come in to observe you. This meeting allows them to see what you're planning on doing. Be sure to come prepared with your lesson plan or outline. This meeting can be a fantastic opportunity to ask questions. You can ask them what they want specifically to see. Share your lesson plan and ask for feedback. If they have ideas, consider making changes. Again, administrators will appreciate your willingness to be flexible and learn. It also lets you know what to focus on and what to let go. Number seven, prep your class or not. There are two camps when it comes to teacher observations. Tell your class ahead of time or don't. It really is a matter of preference, but I will tell you which camp I recommend steering clear from. Please, please don't tell your students that the principal is coming in to check on them and to watch them and make sure they're being good. First, this can and will backfire because chances are the administrator will talk with your students. Kids are very honest if you haven't realized yet and will flat out tell them what you said. In my opinion, that doesn't look great. Second, that's just not true. So if you decide to tell them ahead of time, tell them the truth. Just let your class know that the principal is coming to see what's happening in your classroom. They want to see how you're teaching and how students are learning. Simple and effective. And if your administrator asks the students questions, it won't be awkward. Or you can say nothing. 
If administrators are frequently in your room, which is sometimes the case in certain schools, they won't think anything of it. In my last school, my principal made a habit to pop into classrooms daily, so my students didn't think it was a big deal at all when it was time for me to be observed. Number eight, be open to feedback. It's very hard to listen to criticism. Even if it's coming from the best place, and especially if it's not, it's hard to hear what we need to work on. It's very easy to get stuck in the mindset that they didn't see XYZ because they weren't there long enough, or to brush feedback off because Normally, that lesson goes differently. If we want to grow as teachers, we need to be willing to listen to the things that we need to improve. No one is the perfect teacher, and things often look and feel different from the outside. Objective feedback can be extremely helpful to your teaching practice. In a perfect world, all administrators would share things you did well as well as offer constructive feedback. However, that's not always the case, which can put you in a defensive posture right away. But before you brush aside any criticism or suggestions, try to look objectively at your lesson and really think about the suggestions given. It never hurts to try something new. It might work and it might help you grow as a teacher. Or it won't work and that's okay too. Be willing to listen and implement suggestions. It doesn't highlight your weaknesses. It shows you're still willing to learn as an educator. And as a personal side note, In my first year of teaching, I had an administrator who was not my favorite administrator, and I did not always appreciate her feedback. But I can tell you that one time in an observation, she told me that I talked too much, and that was very true. And at first, it was very difficult to hear. And then I realized I do. I was speaking way too much in my class and not giving my students a chance to have think time. So you can really learn even from someone who maybe isn't your favorite administrator. Tip number nine is breathe and be a duck. Sometimes you will nail your teacher observation and, well, sometimes you won't. That's okay. We all have bad lessons and bad days. One 20-minute observation does not define you as a teacher. One person's opinion does not negate the hard work you've put into your students. If you receive a less-than-stellar observation, take the time to think about the feedback given, but continue to move forward. There are, unfortunately, some administrators who will always only look for the negative or refuse to give high scores. We all had that teacher in school too, am I right? If that's the case, then just let it roll off your back like a duck in the water and continue to teach your students to the best of your abilities. Number 10. What would you tell your students? Whenever the outcome of your observation, remember, it's one small snapshot of what you do. Would you let your student give up after one poor test score? And if a student gets a 100 on an assessment, are they forever done with learning? Of course not. Ultimately, a classroom observation is just one measurement tool to help you assess yourself as a teacher. It does not define you. Whether you score poorly or very high, our growth and learning as teachers never stops. It's just one signpost along the road to let us know if we're headed in the right direction. The best part is we can always stop, ask for directions, and find a new path to travel down. Just like we would ask our students to keep learning, we must continue to grow and learn as well. 